your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea, with a rollicking song he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather beaten, he wears a hooded sash, with a silver hat about his head, and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. Trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. And won. And won. What up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Monday's episode of the Locked On Raiders podcast, June 15th, 2020. Got your boy Q here with you as always. Definitely holding it down, and you know you could always hit me up. On Twitter, at your boy Q254. Plenty of you have reached out over the weekend. I definitely appreciate that. And uh, like I said, you could always hit me up at your boy Q254 by way of Twitter. Don't forget, today's show is being brought to you by Built Bar, BuiltBar.com, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. You can go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On and get $10 off your first order. I'll tell you all about that, though, at the end of segment number one. Uh, hopefully you checked out the Silver and Black Today show on Sunday. I was on it again, and we weren't on the radio at CBS Sports there in Vegas, but we were on by way of YouTube. There was a NASCAR event going on that actually knocked us off the radio, but we will be back, and I say we because I do believe I'll be back next week as well on the show, and I think that we're going to continue to kind of have this little partnership, and I think I'll start to be on there uh, every single week for a while at least. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, and everyone who chimed in, and I saw some people commenting on YouTube and uh, sending tweets and stuff like that. And it was a lot of good stuff. So definitely appreciate all the feedback. Appreciate anyone who's tuned in to the Silver and Black Today show that we do uh, on CBS Sports 11. And it's 10 to noon. Uh, well, it's 10 to 11. It's going to go back to being two hours pretty soon. But it's 10. It starts at 10 o'clock Central Time. It starts at 11 o'clock on the East Coast and on the West Coast, 8 a.m. But uh, yeah, we will be getting to uh, two hours pretty soon. So that's what I really, really look forward to is when we have two hours so we don't have to rush through anything. We can sit there and talk and have a lot of good good feedback and hopefully get your feedback and get to more of it. So hopefully we will continue to do that. And I do believe so again, uh, one more time, thank you so much for, uh, you know, for, for listening to the show. Also, before we get into the show, today's show, and let you know what's going to come up on the show, uh, I want to encourage you, if you have not already done so, to go and watch that Dave Chappelle show. Uh, The Dave Chappelle show that I believe came out Thursday evening or overnight Thursday, and a lot of people were talking about it on social media on Friday. I actually had an opportunity to finally watch it on Saturday. It's called 846. It's on YouTube if you want to go look for it, if you have not seen it yet. Go watch it. Do yourself a favor. Take 27 minutes out of your uh, out of your day because that's about how long it is, about 27, 28 minutes, and watch it. I'll, I promise you it'll be some of the, something of the best material that you've seen. And I know Dave Chappelle is a comedian, but he brings it and delivers it in such a great way and has such a great message behind it. It has a, 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 so many good things to say and positive things to say and the way that he words everything. It's, it's you just I can't really describe it. You just have to go and uh, and watch it and you'll understand what I'm talking about. But uh, I'll let you know that. I mean, I almost was uh, almost in tears by the time the, the show was over and it wasn't from laughter. I mean, it was just something that you really just need to check out with everything that's going on in the country. Something that you probably need to hear. So uh, go check that out. Dave Chappelle. It's on YouTube. It's called 846. 
All right, so now let's go ahead and get into today's show and what you should expect from today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Again, on this Monday, June 15, 2020, coming up in segment number three, your calls and your texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. That is the number. Got a lot of new booties that have been hitting up the podcast voicemail line, and that's really, really cool. So be ringing the alarm a few times coming up in segment number three. Segment number two, I found a very interesting article that ESPN put out, and I know a lot of people aren't big fans of ESPN I'd still like to argue and say that they have the most powerful four letters in sports ESPN when you see those letters it's just it just means a little something more uh, maybe I'm biased but either way uh, I found a really good article that they put out about continuity for the whole NFL and and who has the most basically uh, who, what teams in the league have the most coming back that they've had and, and what teams don't, what teams are, are really like almost brand new. And it's something I've been talking about with the Raiders for quite a while that they've, uh, they finally have continuity, which they didn't have before for the longest. I mean, every single year is like a new coach, new coordinator, new quarterback, new this. I mean, there was so many things over the past, what, 10, 15 years that has been new when it comes to the Raiders and, and the fact that they just don't have continuity. And finally, when John Gruden made his return in uh, 2018, they, they were able to start to form some of that continuity. So I think it's very important. So I'm going to break down. I'm going to go over it really quickly. The article goes over all 32 teams in the league. I'm just going to go over the AFC West because that's all that really matters to Raider fans, right? I mean, the AFC West is a very, very tough division. That's the division that the Raiders are in. So that's what really matters as far as this podcast goes. But again, I would encourage you to go check it out on ESPN.com. It's about continuity and it's about all 32 teams. And uh, you'll hear the AFC West division breakdown of it coming up in segment number two. Then segment number one here, I just finished off this segment with news and notes of the day as I do. Just some stuff that I was able to collect over the weekend. Not a whole lot of stuff, but just a couple of things that I'll, I'll point out here to uh, close out segment number one. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, I'm sure if you've been on social media, if you've been on Twitter, you've probably seen a lot of these organized practices that the Raiders have been having in a park there in uh, Las Vegas in the Henderson area and you know some people are very excited about the the sight of Derek Carr and Zay Jones and Tyrell Williams and other cats like that out there Foster Moreau he's been out there uh, there's been a lot of different players out there just kind of getting their their reps in and and doing as much as they can just to try to get on the same page and there's a lot of questions about well uh, this team is are they going to be uh, you know clicking offensively now because they're doing all this extra practice look this is something that most teams do every year year I mean every single year usually you'll find the quarterback and he'll organize uh, you know he'll organize with the rest of the wide receivers and they'll go out and they'll throw some they'll run some routes and throw some balls around the the park somewhere uh, it's just different this year because of COVID-19 and everything that's gone on and you know there's been no OTAs there's no mini camps there knows none of that so anytime you see any activity it's like whoa this is really cool now the other thing about it is it's in Vegas. It's in the new area that the Raiders are going to be at. So all of a sudden, Las Vegas has a bunch of Raiders in the area, and people are showing up at the park, and they're trying to film their little practices with the with their phones and everything. And they're just kind of being parts of the of the community now, which is really cool because look, that's what they're going to be. I will say that the what I really take out of it the most, what I take out of it and like the most uh, of them having these organized practices, is guys like Keyshawn Nixon defensively being able to run routes with the wide receivers and just get some extra reps 
steps in uh, as far as he goes because again he was an undrafted free agent last year he was a guy that uh, you know fit in with the team didn't get a ton of burn here or there but at the same time he had a he had chances when he was on the field so you know you want to see him get some reps like that especially again with no OTAs and no mini camps so that's cool also the other thing that I took away from it that I thought was really really cool is to see Foster Moreau out there and running and I mean he looks like he's running right now he doesn't I didn't see a knee uh, brace on his on his leg at all and you know he suffered an ACL tear at the end of 2019 and uh, I I didn't know and I still don't know because I'm sure the team's going to bring him along slowly I don't know when he's going to be available. I don't know when he's going to be, uh, you know, active in training camp. Training camp right now is set for July 28th. Is he going to be able to start off training camp or are they going to kind of put him on the pup list and, and bring him along slowly? But to see him in June running around a park, running and catching routes to run away from, uh, you know, defensive backs, and he's doing that without a knee brace on, I think that tells you a lot right there. So uh, that was really good to see Foster Moreau doing that. Also, another reason why it's a big deal is because we all know how big of a year it is for Derek Carr. So to see him getting on on uh, you know on the same page or at least attempting to get on the same page with his wide receivers and some of the teammates there. Uh, I know Alec Ingold is out there. There's a lot of guys out there, and, and it's really cool. And like I said, it's it's good to see Derek Carr as far as his leadership. Uh, you know, getting those guys all organized. It's also good to see the young guys buying in and saying, you know what, we need to go out there and get some reps and let's go get some work in instead of just well, we'll wait till training camp to get our work in. I mean that that's that's also good to see. So this is something that goes on across the league each and every year. Teams do it all the time. This isn't the first time Derek Carr has done this, but uh, it's just good to see, especially in a time when we don't get to see a whole lot of action at all. The next thing I was able to pick up over the weekend is uh, Max Crosby. He did an interview with the Schmo. And if you don't know who the Schmo is, he's uh, he's a guy there in Vegas and he covers MMA. He uh, actually does it with uh, him and Helen Yee. And Helen Yee used to be on uh, Eyes of the Game there in, uh, in Vegas uh, on the radio. And she covers uh, the UFC. She's been on my radio show plenty of times. Does a really, really good job. Well, they got the Schmo Zone podcast and uh, the other day the schmo was over at Mad Max Crosby's house and was able to uh, you know interview him it was probably about six and a half seven minute interview not bad I mean so it, it was some decent stuff uh, there was a couple of little takeaways that I that I got that I thought were pretty interesting and so I, I thought I'd bring those to you real quick just like I said just real short like 15 20 second answers from Max Crosby uh, but then again it was only like a seven minute interview and again this is from the schmo zone podcast but one of the first things he was asked about was Patrick Mahomes who's obviously Uh, really, really sticking good quarterback. He was a Super Bowl MVP, uh, was a league MVP. I mean, we all know who Patrick Mahomes is, what he means to the NFL, and what he means to the Kansas City Chiefs. So the Schmo asked Mad Max Crosby about slowing down Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, there's not an exact formula to, you know, stop Mahomes, but being disruptive, getting, you know, getting in his face, causing disruption, and making plays. We got to make plays, and we got to, you know, we got to, we got to beat Kansas City. So again, like I said, nothing earth shattering right there. About 15 seconds of talking about Patrick Mahomes and how the Raiders have to beat Kansas City. And I think we're all very well aware of the fact that that's exactly what they need to do. And the little final piece of audio that I wanted you to hear from the Schmo Zone podcast, uh, where the Schmo talks to Mad Max Crosby, was uh, about just a message to Raider Nation from Max Crosby. Raider Nation, we are going to make some noise. We're going to have an amazing season. Hopefully we get everyone in the crowd so we can just, you know, take over this thing. Noise. I like that. I like how he says that we're going to make some noise. That's something that Raider fans should get excited about is that a guy like Mad Max Crosby who came into the league uh, as a fourth-round draft pick, had 10.5 sacks his rookie year, is talking about making some noise because he already made some noise. Now the rest of the team has to make some noise with him. So if they do that, then you're looking at a, a really good season or potentially 
actually a really good season. Of course, it all sounds good in June. You got to get it done when when it matters, when the games are are being played and and you're on the field. But just again, I just love the positivity and and just something about this team, man. I just feel this energy from this team. I feel the energy from this new move. I feel the energy from uh, the stadium, the facilities. I just there's a lot of positive, man. You know, I mean, I live my life on a lot of you know like uh, roller coasters of emotions. Like you get you get moving in a positive direction and and it's just kind of like positive things and good things continue to happen then you get like in a in a negative rut and then negative stuff keeps piling up on you uh i I feel like this with it comes to the raiders there's a lot of positivity around everything that they're doing right now and it it gives me a lot of hope for what they're going to be doing this season 2020 and also moving forward my final piece of news here for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, I think it's pretty significant in the world of the NFL in general, and that's the fact that they're going to actually start recognizing Juneteenth as a, a, a holiday, and the league offices are actually going to be closed. Roger Goodell sent out a memo to all 32 teams on Friday. Juneteenth, celebrated annually on June 19th, commemorates the effective end of slavery in the United States. Though the Emancipation Proclamation made effective by President Lincoln on January 1st, 1863, declared all persons held as slaves be free, Slavery persisted throughout the course of the Civil War. It was not until two and a half years later, on June 19th in uh, 1865, when Union soldiers landed in Galveston, Texas, and declared the war to be over, and that all those enslaved became free. Then he goes on to say, The power of this historical feat in our country's blemished history is felt each year, but there is no question that the magnitude of this event weighs even more heavily today in the current climate. Juneteenth not only marks the end of slavery in the United States, but it also symbolizes freedom, a freedom that was delayed and brutally resisted and through decades of progress followed, a freedom for which we must continue to fight. This year, as we work together as a family in our communities to combat the racial injustices that remain deeply rooted into the fabric of our society, the NFL will observe Juneteenth on Friday, June 19th as a recognized holiday and our league offices will be closed. It is a day to reflect on our past, but more importantly, consider how each one of us can continue to show up and band together to work towards a better future Roger that's how it's signed so that was the statement put out on Friday by Roger Goodell letting it be known that the league offices would be closed on Juneteenth on June 19th as it is recognized as a legal holiday so that's all I really got for segment one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast coming up in segment number two going to talk about continuity and how important it's going to be for the Raiders this year and where do they rank as far as continuity goes compared to the rest of the league and the rest of the AFC West I'll tell you about that coming up next before I get into that though I got to tell you about BuiltBar.com I told you at the beginning of the show that uh, today's show was being brought to you by BuiltBar.com and you can get $10 off your first box if you go to BuiltBar.com promo code locked on and uh, your first box will get you ten dollars off and there's so many different flavors that are out there there's so many flavors that i haven't even tried because they continue to add and uh, come up with new creative uh, flavors and, and really good taste in bars but i have some that are my go-to and when i find some that are that i really really like or I, I find something i like i always stick with it just because i know well this is really really good so i i got a few flavors that i really stick to but that coconut almond that one is definitely by far my favorite so i just actually on Thursday or Friday, just got another box of 18 of them in. So I'm on my third shipment already of Built Bars. I also got some of the the Built Bar Boost that you add to water. That's a really good drink as well. Matter of fact, if you saw the Silver and Black Today show on YouTube on uh, on Sunday, then you probably saw me drinking uh, some of the Built Bar Boost drink uh, that they, that the powder that you add to the water. That's what was in my water bottle, just in case you happen to see and you're wondering. I wonder what Q's drinking on there. That's what that was. That was, uh, it was fruit punch flavor and it's really, really good. 
good. But uh, I got hit up all the time. People call the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. People will tweet at me at your boy Q254 and say, man, you got me hooked on on Built Bar. You know, I'm on my second or third shipment already. And, you know, and they'll tell me exactly what flavor they like and how they, they have them. Do they put them in the fridge? Do they not put them in the fridge? That's how I prefer to eat them is by putting them in the fridge. Uh, and I think that that's probably the best way to do it. But Again, you could try it uh, multiple different ways. You can put it in the pantry and just eat it, you know, room temperature, or you can put it in the fridge and uh, enjoy it the way I do. But either way, it's going to be really good. It doesn't taste like chalk. It doesn't taste like cardboard. It's a, it's a candy bar tasting protein bar because it's a protein bar, but it tastes like a candy bar, so you will enjoy the flavor of it. So, again, BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON is going to get you $10 off your first box, and then – You'll always get emails and you'll always get coupons in your email. So even after you've bought your first box and already got your $10 off, they'll send you coupons so you get really, really good discounts. I got that package of 30 of the the Boost drink, the the powder drink. I got that for 50% off. You know what I mean? So that ended up being, and it was like a, a bag of 30. So I got a really good deal on that just because they sent that to to the email. And I was like, yep, I'll go ahead and get that. So you can do it right now. Promo code locked on if you go to builtbar.com. Segment number two is on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast on this Monday, June 15th, 2020. Your boy Q here with you, and I want to talk about continuity in this segment. And the reason is ESPN put out a really, really good piece, I thought it was at least, uh, on continuity and how important that is for the whole NFL, all 32 teams in the league. It actually is called We Ranked NFL Teams Continuity from 1 to 32, and then it says the two teams that lead the way, and I'm not going to mention who they are, but uh, it was a piece put out on uh, ESPN's NFL Nation on June 12th. So uh, this caught my eye. This was on Friday. It caught my eye, and I thought, man, I got to put this on the podcast because this is good stuff. And not to mention, it's something that I've been talking about for quite a while and how that that is something that the Raiders have not had. They've had a lack of continuity for the longest. And it's really, really kind of embarrassing. You know, I mean, since the last time that the Raiders were really, really good, and I mean, the last time they were really good, obviously ended up in the Super Bowl and they ended up losing to John Gruden and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I mean, that was it. That was the end of the of the run, really. And then, of course, they had the the brief playoff uh, stay or the, the brief playoff uh, opportunity in 2016, if you want to call it an opportunity. Uh, you knew that the, the cards were stacked against the Raiders when Derek Carr wasn't playing, but we all know how that shook out. So really, they've had a whole lot of nothing, and they've had no continuity whatsoever. Now they're going into the third year with John Gruden and same system for Derek Carr. I mean, we've heard that how many times? So it's the same system. Yes, he has new wide receivers. He has some new weapons around him, but the concepts are still the same. For the majority, the coaches are still the same. I mean, there's a lot to like about everything that's going to come back. Now they're playing in a different city they're playing a different arena they have a different uh you know they have a different uh, uh facility but besides that i mean that's that's some good stuff so anyway getting back to the the article that espn put out uh they ranked all 32 teams i'm just going to talk about the afc west because i believe that that's all that really matters if you're a, a raider fan and you're looking for you know so something to, to talk about and something to you know to pay attention to so out of all 32 teams the, the last ranked AFC West team, I like to go from, from fourth to first. The last ranked AFC West team as far as continuity returning. And I'll tell you right now off top, none of the AFC West is too bad. I mean, they really aren't. They're, they're, everyone's within the top 20. Let's put it like that. Every team in the AFC West is in the top 20 as far as uh, continuity. So that's not bad. But the, the fourth team in the AFC West 
as far as continuity percentage goes, is the Los Angeles Chargers at 73.6% of snaps returning. Offensive snaps returning, 69.6, which is 27. So that's that's a that's a, something to, to note. Even though overall is 73.6%, the offensive side of the ball is 69.6, and that would be 27th in the league. So that's something to really, really pay attention to. But where the Chargers really, how they butter their bread is defensively, right? Their defensive snaps that are returning, 77.8%. So they're tied for ninth. Starters returning, 17. Six on offense, eight on defense, and three special teams. Uh, Non-coordinator assistants returning, 14 out of 17. Coordinators returning, 203. Um, And then starting quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, first year with the Chargers, ninth overall. Head coach, Anthony Lynn, four-year, 26-22 is his overall record. And what it means, and this is what they say in the ESPN.com, what it means, the Chargers made aggressive moves in free agency and the NFL draft to upgrade their roster to contend in the AFC West. But two big questions remain in their effort to chase down the Chiefs. Will they be able to form an identity without Phillip Rivers? And how quickly can a plethora of new starters meld with the returners of an abbreviated offseason? So that's what ESPN is saying about the Chargers. They'd be the fourth-ranked team in the AFC West as far as continuity. Now, moving up just a hair, how about at number 13 overall and number three in the AFC West, the Denver Broncos, 75.7% of snaps returning. Offensive snaps returning, 73.2. That'd be good for 23rd in the league. Defensive snaps returning, 78.1. Good for eighth in the league. Starters returning, 18. Eight on offense, nine on defense, one on special teams. Non-coordinator assistants returning, 13 to 16. Coordinators returning, two of three. Starting quarterback, Drew Locke, second year. Head coach, Vic Fangio, second year, seven and nine overall. And what it means for the Denver Broncos. Offensive coordinator, Rich Scangarello, was fired a week after the season. Fangio hired Pat Shermer to replace Scangarello and Mike Shula as quarterback's coach. Much of the draft was used to add more help around Locke, and as a result, the Broncos have several returning players who started games at receiver. For example, who will have a far more difficult time starting games this season? So, the Broncos' number of returning starters, especially on offense, is deceiving in some ways, given the influx of rookies. So basically what they're saying is they they have so much talent coming to the team and a lot of talent returning, but then they have a a lot of young guys that they're trying to also incorporate into the offense. So they're not going to know who's all going to return and who's all going to actually be starting. But at the same time, they have a lot of talent and they do have a lot of roster players uh, coming back. Again, starters returning 18, eight on offense, nine on defense, and one on special teams. So they're ranked 13th overall and 75.7% of their snaps returning and third in the AFC West. Then you move on to second in the AFC West and number 12 ranked overall. Number 12, not bad. That's where the Las Vegas Raiders sit at 77.4% of their snaps returning. So the breakdown of the Raiders 77.4 snaps returning. Offensive snaps returning, 94%. That is huge. 94% of the Raiders offense is returning in 2020. That's good for second in the league. Defensive snaps returning, that's a lot different. 60.4, which is 28th. But uh, that 94% for second in the league offensively, that bodes really, really well for Derek Carr and company. Starters returning, 21 total, 11 on offense, 7 on defense, and 3 on special teams. Non-coordinator assistants returning, 12 of 14. Coordinators returning, 3 of 3. Starting quarterback, Derek Carr, 7th year. Head coach, John Gruden, 3rd year of this stint with the Raiders. 14th year overall, 11-21 this stint with the Raiders, and 106-102 and overall record for head coach John Gruden. 
And here's what ESPN has to say about the Raiders under what it means. Continuity is key for the Raiders, especially in the middle of their move to Las Vegas. And while they do have a lot of starters returning, the front office upgraded and diversified several spots in free agency and the draft, especially at the offensive skills position. Wide receiver Henry Ruggs III, Lynn Bowden Jr., and at linebacker Corey Littleton and Nick Wachowski. In the secondary, Damon Arnett and Prince of Makamura. There are a few, if any, excuses now for Carr as he prepares to play in the same system for the third straight season. That just stands out and says so much to me when we talk about what is the offensive production? What should it look like for the Raiders in 2020? If you have 94% of your team offensively returning, that is, I mean, that can do nothing but be a positive. There's nothing negative about that. I talked about in segment number one about those guys out there working in the park and and practicing, uh, you know, just on their own. Well, they're already going to be so many people already on the same page just because 94% of their offensive snaps are returning. That's huge. And defensively, you'd like to see more of their percentage returning, but you also realize that they had so many holes on defense that they needed some fresh blood on defense. So that number being so low defensively is okay. 60.4% and good for 28th in the league. That's okay because, well, the Raiders need as much new blood and and, and new energy and, and some new talent there on the defensive side of the ball. So hopefully the new guys that are brought in there that aren't, you know, part of the the returners. Hopefully those guys are able to make a big difference because that's what you want. You really want those difference makers defensively. That Raiders defense needs to get a lot better in 2020. But that you want to get something excited. You want to get excited about the team and the, the direction that it's going. Just look at the offensive snaps returning. 94%. That is good for second in the league and well 12th overall is how ESPN has them ranked at 77.4% of their snaps returning so just think about that if the, if their defense wasn't such a low number they'd be way higher than 12th overall in the NFL then you got to go all the way up and keep going all the way up and now you're getting into the top five ranked number two overall and then ranked number one in the AFC West is the Kansas City Chiefs 84.7% of their snaps are returning. Offensively, 84.5, which is good for seventh. Defensively, 84.9, which is third. Starters returning, insane. 22 starters returning. 10 on offense, 10 on defense, and two on special teams. Non-coordinator assistants returning, 22 of 23. Coordinators returning, 3 of 3. Starting QB, Patrick Mahomes, fourth year, third year as a starter. Head coach Andy Reid, eighth year, 77 and 35 overall. And what it means. If continuity counts for anything in this most unusual of seasons, the Chiefs are in good shape. Their theme for 2020 is run it back. And with just all about and with just about all their key players for 2019 still around, that's exactly what they're shooting for. In addition, their only departure of the coaching staff is an assistant special teams coach. So uh, the Chiefs are doing some uh, some big, important things, which is keeping the team together, keeping the squad together in a year when, and I've mentioned it multiple times, veterans are going to be very, very important and probably leaned on pretty heavily because of the fact that, well, mini camps, OTAs, rookie mini camps, all that stuff is not available, was not had this year, and it's going to be training camp, but is it going to be training camp as usual? We won't know until it actually happens. So right now in June, mid-June, it looks like the veterans are going to be leaned on very, very heavily. So, I mean, again, 
every way you look at it, every every way, shape, or form you look at it, you expect the Kansas City Chiefs to be really, really good and probably be the favorites or should or are the favorites. There's no probably about it. They're the favorites to win the AFC West, but you know the Raiders have a, a fighting chance. They have a puncher's chance to be right there. They might have a wild card opportunity. They might have a division opportunity if some things go right for them. Who knows? And then it looks like the Chargers and the Broncos are going to kind of uh, be fighting for a spot three and four in the AFC West just based off continuity and based off some other things we talked about, fire power. Uh, that's just how I look at it. I look at it as the, the Chiefs division, the Raiders second, and then I feel like the Broncos and Chargers are going to round out the bottom of the AFC West. So that's what I got for you as far as the continuity. Raiders looking really, really good. Uh, unfortunately, the Chiefs are looking a little bit better just because of what they have coming back as well. Coming up in segment number three, I got your uh, your calls and your texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. Uh, before I get into that, though, I got to tell you about Rock Auto and rockauto.com. They're a family business. They've been serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Want to check them out? You go to rockauto.com, shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules. They have brake parts. They have tail lamps, motor oil. They have carpet if you're trying to fix up your car. Maybe you got a classic that you're trying to fix it up and, you know, look good on a Sunday afternoon. You could do that. Maybe you got a car that you drive to work each and every day. You go to the grocery store. You just wear that thing out and you just need some parts. They got you covered that way as well. All you got to do, rockauto.com and uh, a few easy clicks. You can get the parts you need and have them delivered directly to your door. The catalog is unique and easy to navigate and you can see all the parts available for your car and choose the brand, specifications, and better yet, Prices that you prefer. The prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the exact same for professionals as they are for you and me. And we know I ain't a professional at all. So, uh, yeah, you can get the same price just like I can get the same price, and professionals all get the same price from rockauto.com. There's no reason to spend twice as much for the same part. So right now, go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and while you're there, do me a solid. When it says, how did you hear about us? Just say, locked on. Then they'll know that I'm doing my job. It's real, real simple. rockauto.com. Amazing selection, super low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we are, Raider Nation, segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Again, on this Monday, June 15th, 2020, your boy Q here. It is your time to shine. That's what I like to say. All you got to do is hit up that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. Say whatever's on your mind, 707-654-4693. And let's go ahead and start things off by uh, ringing the alarm one time. First up is a text from Raider Castro in California, and he's a California new booty. He said, what's up, Q? Just wanted to chime in and say, what's up to the fam, a.k.a. the nation? I believe uh, Eastern Raider from the 559 said you had a face for radio. <laughs> just kidding. Been listening for the past three months. Love the info, input, and just shooting the bull. Keep doing what you're doing. Raider Castro from Bakersfield, California new booty. Raider Castro, welcome to the family, my man. Thank you so much for chiming in. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, you can check me out uh, on, on the YouTube if you want to. Uh, I found that out the other day. I was able to check it out. Saw it on Sunday when I did the Silver and Black Today show. So I thought that was pretty cool. So you can go ahead and judge for yourself. But uh, I appreciate you chiming in and just being a part of the show. Next up is a call from Raider Loke in the 626 calling in to speak on what he heard on Thursday's episode here on the Locked On Raiders podcast and, of course, across the whole Locked On network. Here he is, Raider Loke in the 626. What is up, Q and the rest of Raider Nation? This is uh, Raider Loke from the 626. And, Q, I just got done listening to your Thursday episode in regard to what's been going on in the world. And it, and it's, uh, I just didn't get finished with it because uh, I put it at the end of all my other podcasts. But 
when it comes down to something like that, where I could, there's so much that I could take away from, then I'd rather just give it all my full attention. Because sure, I could, I could have that podcast playing in the background while I'm working, but am I really paying attention to it? And I really, I may catch a few things here and there, but when it comes down to stuff like that, you know, I really give it my full attention. And there's definitely a lot of things that I took from it. And, you know, it's something that we could definitely, you know, pass through with all our, you know, with our circle. And it's a, a lot of things that you brought up to the table that I could relate to, you know, when it comes down to living in a white neighborhood, that's something my pops always told me, you know, I'm brown and I know that right now black lives matter and that's what what we're for. But, you know, what black lives deal with is also what brown brown lives and people of color deal with and it's police brutality and, you know, in, in inequality when it comes to white people and when we take over their neighborhoods. You know, my dad always told me, you know, when it comes down to buying your own house, make sure that you live in a diverse neighborhood so you don't have to deal with uh, white people looking at you in a different way. And it's and it's kind of sad that we have to live in this modern day era with with that kind of being what we have to look out for. And then also what you were talking about, if it's so bad, then why don't you just move? And it's like I get that so many remarks when it comes down to, and I'm a big soccer fan, football, you know, and I, I'm a first-generation Mexican-American. I'm brown, and, you know, I root for Mexico, and I get that comment when I say that. It's like, and I tell them how, you know, people of our color, you know, what we go through, and it's like, oh, why don't you just move back to Mexico? Then it's like, come on, man. Like, we're trying to make this situation, you know, this world a better place for everybody to live in, and there's a lot of things that, you know, that I definitely learn from, and it's kind of like what I forget who brought it up, but I've seen I've been seeing these uh, messages been going on for these past uh not just recently, but, oh, stop spending your money here and here. They support, they don't support Black Lives Matter. And we see that, and we just look away. But it's like, it's, I forgot who brought it up, but it's like, they don't respect you as a person, but they'll respect your dough. So one of the things that many people can do to help is stop spending, watch where you spend your money. So there's a lot that I took away from. Really great episode, Q. I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot, and I definitely, this is stuff that I could pass through my circle. And hopefully we can see some change, so. Just my thoughts on AQ. This is Red Alok, and I'm out. Thank you so much for the call and the feedback. I definitely appreciate that. And, you know, there's been a lot of real positive feedback, not only from people that listen to it, but other hosts of different shows. You know, I mean, obviously it was only eight of us on the on the call. And across the Locked On Network, there's hundreds of, of uh, you know, of hosts. And so all the positive feedback that we got from the host was really impressive to me. I've had multiple people reach out to me either by way of email, Twitter, uh, send me a text message and say, hey, man, thank you for that message on Thursday. That means a lot to me because that means that the message is being heard. And again, that's part of it. That's that's the beginning stages. You've got to hear the message. You got to understand the message. And then we all as as one race the human race can all move forward and start to, you know, put plans to action so we can eliminate what's been going on. And so I really I, I like to thank everyone who listened to the show with an open mind, not just saying, oh, here we go. It's going to be some guys complaining or here they go being and moaning about racism, whatever. Anyone who listened to that show with a positive mind and just heard and, and felt what was ever what was being said and the messages that were being uh, shared. I really want to thank you. So uh, thank you so much. For that. Next up, we got a text. And you hear that alarm because it's a new booty. Rodzilla Raider right there. Hey Q, it's Rodzilla Raider. Hit that button because I'm a new booty. Just texting in to see what type of offensive scheme you would run if you were the Raiders head coach. Thanks for welcoming me into the family. Thank God and stay humble. Rodzilla Raider out. Thank you so much for that text, my man. Appreciate you being a new booty and being new to the new to the team and the fam. And uh look. 
if, if I had the the offensive weapons that John Gruden has right now and Derek Carr has, I would do something very similar to what he did last year, run the system, offensive scheme, like he did last year. But, of course, you've got to be able to take chances. You've got to dial up uh, big-time plays, and you've got to have big play ability. And that's the difference. A lot of times in 2019 and even 2018, uh, you could see what was coming. You know, it's so easy for me to call what play was coming. Oh, here's third and one. Here comes a fullback dive. I don't know how many times I called a fullback dive last season knowing it was coming. Uh, and, and it did, you know, I mean, the, the offensive scheme got very predictable. But with that being said, I like the fact that he wants Derek Carr to get the ball out of his hand quickly. I like the fact that he wants his wide receivers to get the ball and then make something happen afterwards. That works. That kind of scheme works. Everyone doesn't have to be the Kansas City Chiefs, but you have to have players that can make big plays. That's the thing, if that makes sense. You know, you can run the same scheme. You can run that. But if you don't have guys that are, 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 are weapons and can open things up, then it makes everything that much more difficult. Uh, the biggest thing I think that the, the offensive weapons that the Raiders have now this year, it really opens things up for Josh Jacobs where he doesn't have to worry about uh, playing with a, a loaded box every single game, trying to run against a loaded box every single game. I think that's one of the biggest keys to 2020 that season you'll see, or this upcoming season, what you'll see is a lot more – uh, you know, clear box, you'll start seeing more, uh, you know, more opportunities for different guys just because the play calling isn't going to be so predictable or shouldn't be so predictable. So thank you so much for that text. And uh, like I said, welcome to the family. We definitely appreciate you. Next up is a call from Flavius in Indiana calling in to respond to the African-American roundtable convo we had on Thursday and shared a story of his own. Here he is, Flavius in Indiana. Hey, Q, this is your boy Flavius calling from Indiana. Hey, I'm calling on, the, I guess, the nights of the locked on round table, whatever you want to call that. Um, yeah, I would say that black people have been getting treated differently due to the aspect, you know, I am a white man, and one of my really good friends is black, and I have had ran into the issue where I've gotten, I'm the one driving, got pulled over for speeding, but they make him get out and they search him for no, no reason. And we had to sit there, argue back and forth that he wasn't who they thought he was. It's rough. I mean, I have all the respect for everybody who has to go through that. That's something that somebody should not have to go through. Where if you get cut and I get cut, we all bleed red. That's the way I've always looked at it. Okay. Wow. My man, Flavius in Indiana right there. Got you on the phone for a whole minute. That's got to be a record call for you. You called and talked for a minute. You never do that. You call and talk for about 25, 26 seconds. But, uh, no, I appreciate the call and, and a lot of good stuff right there. And, unfortunately, uh, stories like the one you shared happens far too much, and usually they end up a lot worse than, than yours did. So, uh, yeah, that happens. But, like I said, it, it happens to a whole further extent. Like, it it's usually uh, ends up a lot worse. But uh, thank you for calling in and thank you for sharing that and, and realizing that these kind of things Things happen and they happen far too often. So I definitely appreciate hearing from you. Next up, and really finally for the show, I'm just going to close it out right here, is a text from a Mountain Man Raider. And you know what I got to do one time? Got to hit the alarm because he's a new booty. He said, Q, my man, got yourself another new booty. Been listening for a few months now and super impressed with the content, the perspective, and your ability to recognize and express our Raider positives and negatives. And appreciated the group convo on Thursday in a nation of full of so many beautiful people and cultures. No one should feel put out or held back or down. Together, we're so much more. Okay, back to my reason for texting. Lynn Bowden Jr. Man, heard some things in a quick report that are a bit disturbing. You think that we have anything to worry about long term? Character, 
Uh, doubt someone missed that or legit wrong place, wrong time. And on another note about the draft, nailed it. And for real, has Mayock given us reason to doubt? No one can argue that. And the Gruden third quarter thing that's been a very hot topic as of late, a discussion on his or the team's quarter-to-quarter performance. I seem to remember killing it on the first drives, even with our diminished availability later in the season and then falling off. What are your thoughts? That's from Mountain Man Raider. I uh, had a few things to talk about. And uh, as far as the you know conversation we had on the Locked On Network on Thursday, uh, again, like I said earlier, I just appreciate everybody who listened to it with an open mind and just had to hear or listen to what we had to say. So I definitely appreciate that. As far as Lynn Bowden Jr., I think it's a tough situation because I feel like it's a tough place and a wrong place at the wrong time scenario for him. But at the same time, he has to know, and this is something he's going to have to learn as a professional, that there's going to be spotlight on you. I mean, there was 12 or 13 people in that house, but the only person that was mentioned was him. There was no mention of his brother or his cousin or what his grandmother's name was. The only name that caught the headline was Lynn Bowden Jr. Because, well, he's famous. He's in the league. He's, you know, he's that guy. So he's going to have to be careful with who he's running with, not saying that, you know, he was running with anyone in that house, not trying to judge him or anything, but he just is going to have to be careful moving moving forward. I mean, there's certain things uh, that go into being a professional that have way more to do with off the field than it does on the field. And part of that off the field is just kind of knowing who you're around and knowing if they can, you know, get you caught up in something that you don't want to get caught up in. I mean, I if I was a professional, say I was a professional football player worth worth millions and millions of dollars. I can't be in the car with someone who's got a bunch of drugs on them and got some guns on them and got some warrants because when we get pulled over and the shakedown happens, all of a sudden, oh, that's oh, that's your boy Q from so-and-so. Oh, man, he's, he's you know, busted. Got him because I'm there and I'm part of the, the scene. So what you got to do, I've said this many times before, and I forget who told me, but it's a very smart saying. If you can't change the people that are around you, you've got to change the people around you. Now, again, not saying that Lynn Bone Jr. did anything wrong. He was there visiting or he was there at his grandmother's house. You know, there was 12 other people in the house. So there's, a, I mean, there was a lot going on, but it's just something moving forward. He's going to have to think about being a professional. Uh, you mentioned the draft and Mike Mayock. He's, he's done a great job in the, in the draft. I have no complaints about what he's done in the draft at all. He gets players that a lot of times aren't even on my radar and aren't on a lot of people's radar, but he knows what they're looking for. And so he goes out and gets them and he doesn't give a damn what anyone says. Well, this guy needs to be picked in this part of the round or this guy shouldn't be picked till this round. If he sees a guy and John Gruden sees a guy that they want and they like, they go get him regardless. And I'm okay with that because they got to go. That's their guys. They got to put their team together and I'm all right with that. Um, the third quarter thing, that's just all bad. You know, the first few drives, uh, the first handful of plays are always scripted. That's just something that's gone on with just about every team in the league. And then that's when they're always at their best. It's kind of on those scripted plays. It seems like they come out and they're on fire. And then that third quarter, when they go into the locker room and they're supposed to come out and adjust, that's just the, 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 the problem. There's just no adjustments. And that's been a knock on John Gruden for years that he has a lack of uh, ability to adjust at halftime. That's something that he's got to clean up personally. So I, I don't know how you do that. And, and a guy that's been in the league as long as he has as a coach, how he doesn't do a better job of that, but he just doesn't, unfortunately. And then a lot of times in the fourth quarter, uh, they, they start scoring some points and they start doing a lot better. But sometimes it's too little too late, you know, so... Uh, if the Raiders want to take that next step forward and they want to really be a legit playoff team, a team that has an opportunity to really go to the playoffs, they're going to have to clean it up and figure out how to start scoring in the third quarter, how to come out of the locker room and play like they did when they start the game or just come out and be clicking on all cylinders. You know what the defense is doing to you? Make adjustments. Make adjustments and and take advantage of it or whatever. That's, that's on them. They've got to figure that out. So it's a really good question. 
It's just I don't have the answer, and John Gruden's going to have to figure out how to get the answer. So uh, thank you for that. Thank you for everyone who called in. Thank you for everyone who's texted in. Thank you to all the new booties. Definitely appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back at it, man, because this is it for today. So we'll be back at it tomorrow. Definitely appreciate everyone. Uh, Hope you have a a great day or whatever time you're listening to this. And like I said, on Tuesday – uh, calls and texts off the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. We'll have some uh, news and notes of the day as I kind of gather throughout the rest of this day. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to some more. I, I don't know what we'll do in segment number two yet, but um, we'll do it. <laughs> Please believe that. So until next time, Raider Nation, as always, just win, baby. <laughs>